There is no intro. There's no introductory music. This is just it. I come on, I start talking. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening to your girl, Rap Snob. I am the official Rap Snob of hip hop. Um, my name is Naja. And what I wanted to do with this first little 10 minutes is just kind of give you a little history about me. Uh, that way you'll have all of your fun facts about me, where I'm from, where I, what I love about music, um, my obsession with the culture, things like that. And then we'll just call the next episode, episode one. Um, so I'm just going to kind of get right into it. Like I said, this is just so you can learn a little bit about me. You can judge me from this or not. Um, where I'm from, I am from Detroit, Michigan. And I think that sometimes where you're from can shape your views of hip hop because, um, those media outlets in your city is what kind of feed you your first dose of hip hop. So, um, I mean, besides like your big brother or your uncles or your dad and things like that, but, um, or your sister, I shouldn't say that, but no, that just kind of shapes, um, the kind of music that you listen to the areas that you grew up in. Um, I say that because I know that a lot of my friends who grew up in certain areas didn't grow up bumping like the same things I used to play when I play something, I asked my significant other, like, did y'all used to play this in New York? And he'd be like, nah, he shake his head like, nah, we ain't play that. So, um, I think being from Detroit, you know, I kind of listened to everything because in Detroit, back in like the 80s and 90s, we really didn't have a, a significant sound in hip hop. So we just kind of had to listen to what was given to us, which included a lot of things from the East Coast, a lot of things from the West Coast. And the South eventually started doing their thing. But for the most part, while I was young, it was a whole lot of um, East Coast music and things like that. So um, shout out to Detroit, my first media outlet, FM98, WGLB, kind of fed me everything, fed all my music, all my hip hop. Um, and then also um, the box, the um, video station, the box, which I also learned that a lot of people did not have the box growing up. I'm so sorry to hear that because the box really put me up on everything hip hop because the box wasn't a mainstream uh TV outlet, so they played a lot of grimy stuff. Like they played a lot of underground artists. They played a lot of new up and coming artists. I mean, like a lot of people got their start because the box played their video so much, which was people calling and requesting it, even though you never met anybody who actually called in to request an actual video. So shout out to the box, man. When they took the box away, a lot of hearts was broken off of that. Um, and then I, I want to answer some questions that's kind of like cliche questions, but they also what will help you get to know a person as far as their love for hip hop. Um, so the first one is when did you first fall in love with hip hop? And we all know that question, that infamous when did you first fall in love with hip hop. And I think that for me, um, there's two moments that I remember falling in love with hip hop. I'll share them both. My very first memory of hearing hip hop music, like the first memory I have of hearing a song that was hip hop was in the backseat of my dad's car and he was playing Run DMC. It's like that. And that's the way it is. Like that's my first memory of hearing a rap song in the backseat of the car. And he played it and he turned it up and I would hear it so much that eventually, obviously, like a little kid, I learned the words. And so when I learned the words, I remember him looking in the back seat, kind of like laughing, like, you know, this song and he would sing it with me. And I was like a four year old. So I'm like, it's like that. And that's the way it like I'm singing it like that. But like, that's my first memory of um, like a hip hop song. Um, my first moment where I remember falling in love with hip hop, where I knew that I was obsessed with this kind of music. I was just a little bit older, but I saw the video um, for De La Soul Buddy. 
And like that was like my first time like really just falling in love with hip-hop because I was obsessed with that song and that video and I loved it so much. De La Soul Buddy was what um I see it was De La Soul Buddy. It was Native Tongue. It was Tribe. Queen Latifah was on the joint. Uh, Moni Love. I know I'm forgetting somebody that was on it possibly. I'm so sorry. But um, that was like my favorite song, like my favorite hip-hop song for a long time. And I always say that that's my when I fell in love with hip-hop moment is when I heard De La Soul um, Buddy because it had so many rappers on there so many different groups on there and it had queen on there and it had Moni love and she killed it and my dad actually had that tape and the extended version was on the tape queen latifah was doing a lot of singing on there i mean like it was just a good ass song and that's like one of my favorite hip-hop videos too um because it was they were having a lot of fun in the video so that's always my when did you fall in love with um hip-hop moment Another question here, and, and please, I'm going to send my email later. I want you guys to kind of um, answer these questions as well, and we'll discuss them on the next um, episode. What is the first rap album you ever purchased? Now, the first rap album that I ever purchased with my own money, and yes, I am telling my age, as you already know, but the first rap album that I purchased with my money um, was Crisscross the Bomb. And I was 13 years old. That's where I do the math on my age. I was 13 years old. I had saved up my money for my birthday to get that damn album. And um, it, it, man, that album, that album was so good. Like as a 13 year old, like Jermaine Dupri did a lot of good writing on that. And I think the Brat helped out as well. But that was such an amazing album, that damn crisscross album, The Bomb. It had like as like I said, as a 13 year old girl, it had like lyricism on there. They had like some conscious music on there. Like they had songs where they were trying to teach kids to do the right thing. But yet they were like kind of flowing. They had a diss track for the youngest. I mean, that album had everything. And so, um, you know, when I tell people that's the first album what I, that I've ever purchased with my money, you know, people kind of chuckle. But that's the first damn album I ever bought. It was Crisscross. Crisscross was a really big thing back in the day when I first was able to start getting money. That's the first album that I bought. And that album is definitely... Honestly, it's in my top 10 greatest album of all time, or I should say it's in my top 10 favorite albums of all time, which we'll get into that in another episode because I know a lot of y'all can come for me off the front for that. And now the most important thing, the thing that I would judge you off of, the thing that I will be your friend or not be your friend based off of, it is your top five, your top five favorite MCs of all time such an important topic so debatable something that will get somebody punched in the eye socked in the face like I have seriously put people out of my house based on their top five I have been put out of people's homes based on my top five because my top five could be a little complicated some it's some of your favorites in there and then it's some eyebrow raisers in there but you know my top five is who it is the number three spot kind of rotates but um I'm happy to share it with you. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to give my email in a moment, but I want you all to send me in your top five as well. Or you could just um, comment on my Instagram page, which I'll be going over that shortly. So my top five favorite MCs of all time. We will start with number five. I will tell you who it is and I will explain why. Top five. Actually, you know what? Maybe. No, maybe I should. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this just to make it fun. I'm going to put on my top five. I'm going to play a little bit of my top five as I... Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Okay, wait, no, it's coming, I promise. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> hold on. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. 
Okay, I'm just going to play a little bit of my top five's music as I um, go over my top five. And I probably should have had this shit together. Yes, I should. Okay, hold on. Here we go. It's playing. It's kicking. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, wait. Let me let me meet that. Okay, so my top five, and this ain't going to work, so I'll just go over my top five. It's going to take too much long. All right, top five. Here we go. Um, Wait. Okay. Okay. All right, you can't hear it anyway. So anyway, my <laughs> top five of all time, number five, is Crazy Bone from Bone Dugs and Harmony. That's right. It's Crazy Bone from Bone Dugs and Harmony. And people, this is where people start to put me out before I can even continue is when I say that. And it's not because Crazy Bone isn't talented, but a lot of people are are sometimes on the fence on whether or not you can add group members as your top five. Sometimes a lot of people are just like bone. Sometimes people like crazy bone. That's not really a rapper, but it's the truth. Crazy bone. What he did for bone thoughts and harmony was freaking amazing. His lyricism, um, his verses, his ad libs, which people are definitely all about the ad libs these days. I mean, crazy bone was way up on that way before time. And he's just always been like a dope lyricist. I mean, Bone Dust and Harmony is my favorite group of all time. So it's only right that, you know, one of the members is a part of my top five. I mean, if you actually are a Bone fan or if not, if you listen to a lot of the things that Bone was talking about, I mean, early on they were talking about, I guess, people were associating them with the devil and Ouija board and scary stuff like that. But they actually did have some words in there, some lyricism in there. Um, Crazy Bones wordplay was crazy. Crazy Bones delivery was crazy. I mean, everything about him just kind of like just embodied what Bone was all about and what they were made of. And I just like I, to this day, you know, 20 years later, I'm still obsessed with that damn East 1999 Eternal album. And Crazy Bone just brought. Oh, man, I just. He's he he has pullover music and that's when you drive it in your car and your favorite verse come on and you are so in love with the verse that you just fucking pull over. So um, that's it. Crazy Bone is definitely my top five or Crazy Bone is number five in my top five favorite artists of all time. All right. So let me um, go to number four. Number four, people are usually pretty much impressed with. But number four for me is uh, Andre 3000. That's right. Three Stacks is in my top five of all time. He's number four. And the reason why um, Andre is number four is because <sighs> the Equimini album is just fucking amazing. Definitely my favorite Outkast album. Definitely a lot of my favorite verses of Andre came off of the Equimini album. But I'm a person that's all about delivery and Three Stacks delivery is amazing. Uh, his wordplay, the way he plays around with words, the way he plays around with his delivery, a lot of his content, things that he talks about. I like he's a rapper that I enjoy hearing his words. Like I like when he like when he's rapping, I'm I'm interested in what he's saying, what he's talking about, where he's going with it. I like how sometimes he gets deep. I like how sometimes he's just kind of like on a shallow level, just talking about whatever. And I love that when he's kind of schooling you. I like I like a lot that when he's talking in his rap, especially on the Equimini album, when he's rapping, it's like he's schooling you about something. And it's like a, always like a deep hidden message. So, you know, his delivery is probably my favorite thing about him. But he's definitely like, He's number four. Like he kind of fights for the number three spot sometimes, and I'm and I'm gonna reevaluate that because he's so dope. 
Um, he hasn't done anything in a while, but everything that he has done definitely has, you know, granted him to be in the number four spot in my top five. Um, number three, number three changes sometimes as well. Like I said, him and three stacks kind of go back and forth. But my number three artist of all time is, I get scared when I say this, it's Kanye West. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. We hate Kanye, right? Kanye gets on our nerves, right? But let's go back to classic Kanye. Like classic Kanye is worth being in anybody's top five. Like Kanye is another rapper who when he raps, I like to hear what he's going to say. Like I love to hear him speak. I love to hear him talk. I like that he also has these hidden messages and, you know, he's always on a conscious level even in like a lot of his newer stuff there's still always like a hidden deeper message in there um Kanye I think he just challenged a lot of hip-hop during his time and a lot of this is me speaking about classic hip-hop even though I still fucking love um I mean classic Kanye even though I still love Kanye now he became my favorite due to his classic music um he challenged you know rap music with the whole Jesus walk song we all know that that changed the game on a lot um we know that the first album, you know, it was just, it was so different. It was kind of refreshing just to hear that kind of music come from him. He did a lot of samples, but samples were great back then. Samples are always great. Samples are fun. And then also the damn Graduation album, which is probably my favorite. Um, graduation and My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Those are my two um, favorite Kanye albums of all times. But I like to just hear him rap. I like his wordplay, lyricism. I know that they said that Kanye doesn't write his own raps. So the jury's still out on that because I learned that later on, obviously, in his career. We, they said that Rhyme Fest or whoever was writing some of his lyrics. So I don't know. The jury's out on that. But whatever it is, his delivery is still worth it. He's number three in my top five. All right, top two. My top well, my second favorite artist of all time, and when I talk about this guy, yeah, classic as well, but a lot of his newer music I still fuck with. I still love a lot of his newer music, but Nas. Nas is my second favorite rapper of all time. Yes, 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 yes. Nas is also... Um, very, very, very lyrical. And I respect the hell out of Nas lyricism. I've always been a hip hop chick that love words and love word play and just love to hear um, intellect come out of a rapper's mouth as well. And we all know that Nas definitely, you know, body a lot of, you know, the, the intellect specter as far as music goes. My favorite Nas album um, for me, it's um, the Illmatic album. Um, Illmatic was my favorite Nas album, even though, I'm sorry, did I say Illmatic? I'm playing Illmatic, but no, Stillmatic was my favorite Nas album. Um, Stillmatic for me was what kind of like, was like, okay, he's in my top. Like I've always been a huge Nas fan, but when Stillmatic came out, I love that album so much. And I played it over and over that that kind of granted him the um, number two position for me, um, I really like that a lot of Nas music makes you think as well. Um, I really like that a lot of his music was, some of it, you know what I'm saying, kind of late. Well, like in the 2000s, a lot of his music was fun. But a lot of it was deep. A lot of it was conscious. Like, I just love and hella, I just respect the hell out of Nas, man. And I've always been like a huge Nas fan. And I know that, you know, he had an album out. I think it was last year, last summer. And a lot of people really did not love that album. But I got to tell you, like, I didn't mind it. You know, I 
I know that he could have done a lot better, but I really did not mind that album, to be honest. I mean, it was, I don't know. I don't know what Kanye was trying to do with it, which is so interesting. My number four or my number three and my number two hooked up, made a baby. I don't know what he was trying to do. Well, I kind of know what he was trying to do with it, but I feel like it didn't work. So that's basically it. (laughs) All right. So number one, my favorite rapper of all time. And damn, maybe I like this classic character as well. But number one favorite rapper of all time is Eminem. And I'm just realizing that a lot of my favorite rappers, their music has changed so much since they become my favorite rapper. I might have to reevaluate my top five. That's weird. But yes, Eminem is my favorite rapper of all time. Shout out to Detroit. Eminem definitely changed um, the game at that time. He definitely um, crawled so a lot of these white rappers could walk, I like to say. Um, what he was doing at the time, nobody was doing. Absolutely nobody was doing. I don't mean lyricism. I mean just his style. The whole trailer park style he was trying to do, the talking shit about everybody, industry, his mama, that formula definitely worked for him. You know what I'm saying? And he just bodied that, you know, and he was also hella sick with wordplay. I like to hear him rap and I like to hear him talk. And I think that a lot of his music did start to change as he got older in his career, but I don't think it took away from his dedication to the music. And obviously he loves the music so much. He's still making albums, you know, damn near 15 years later, he's still making music. So Eminem is definitely because of his wordplay, because of his lyricism, because of, you know, just what he did for music. You know, he was the only one that was selling Diamond at that time. Him, Pimp Juice, and Jay-Z was the only one selling Diamond at that time. So that's commendable. You know, I respect the hell out of him for that. So um, that, you know, that's kind of it. You know, my top five, Crazy Bone, Andre 3000, Kanye West, Nas, and Eminem. And you know what? I might have to reevaluate my top five because I'm realizing that all my top five, they all made classic music, but I'm not too sure what they're doing now. But okay, so um, that's it. Just to learn a little bit more about me in the podcast, I'll definitely be talking about whatever's popping in pop culture for the week. Anything that's new, anything that hit, we'll go over that. I'll also be doing an album review on each episode, and it will be an album that's either out now or it might be an album that came out back in the day. It might be an album that was hot back in the day that maybe I missed that I need to go over, and it might be my favorite album. Um, let me give you all of my media outlets. I want you guys to reach out to me, um, email me, Terrell Snob at gmail.com. Um, I'm sorry, that's one tarot snob at gmail.com. So it's the numeric one tarot. Okay, let's go back. That's my other one. One rap snob at gmail.com. One rap rap snob s n o b at gmail.com. That's my um, email. You can send me um, an email. Let me know what your top five is. We can go over there where you're from, when you feel it's fun to love with hip hop, and then the first album that you ever bought. Also, you can reach me on Instagram, um, Rap Snob. Um, it's just, yeah, I think it's just Rap Snob, Rap underscore Snob or Rap Snob. I don't know. Look me up. I'll have it together by the next one. And then, um, like I said, just, you know, hit me up. Let me know. I'm always posting shit over there. Um, if you have any other questions, yeah, man, just feel free to reach out to me, email me, let me know what you think, and I will see you on the next fucking podcast. Episode one coming soon.